welcome to another episode of Peak Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, a business strategist, a speaker, and also a best-selling author. Every single day, I get to help my clients unlock the potentials and guide them to succeed. All the time, I see people not taking action because of one simple thing, whether it's that motivation, that push, that perspective, that story, that connection with somebody else, or to get them over that hump to achieve great success, or just simply breaking out of their comfort zones and trying something new. And that's why we have this show, because I want to be able to help other people reach their new potential, maintain that potential, and reach a higher potential and achieve success that they've never even dreamed of. Today, I have an absolutely amazing guest. She is a powerhouse. She has done a lot of great things, and she is a self-made millionaire by the age of 23. And she is a world-class speaker. She goes out and speaks and connects with people and does businesses with all, all different uh, industries, and is just a great, success, successful person. So please welcome Katie Tang. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. So oh, excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for having uh, being on the show and uh, sharing your wisdom and your, your time. Now, for, for those people who don't really know you, just give us a quick, I don't know, three, five minute uh, synopsis on where you came from, what you went through, and how you got to become who you are now. And I'm sure lots of people who are in their early 20s would really love to hear your story. <laughs> yeah, so I'll start back at the beginning because that is the key part of my story. Um, so I became an entrepreneur at 19. Um, I actually got into the vaping industry and um, it was just something I kind of saw the opportunity for. It was, it was all started with a little farmer's booth um, and nothing really crazy. I literally had my table and my tablecloth, started selling vapes um, from there and that, that was every Saturday. So I would, you know, bartend. I'm only 19 at this point, so I'm, I'm bartending till three in the morning and at the, the farmer's booth by six. So that's how I got into entrepreneurism and I started there. And then I grew and I scaled that. So I ended up owning 10 locations globally. Um, I had two wholesale companies, one in North America, one in Europe. Um, I went on to franchise my model out as well. And then I successfully sold everything off and, and that's where, where my first journey happened. But um, there was of course a lot of hurdles along the way. Um, one of my videos that kind of went viral the most was I lost $35,000 in less than 30 days at, um, I was 19 when that happened, 19 or 20, but when that had happened, and as you can imagine, that is a big hit to your stomach, even if you're not 19 years old. So um, I had a lot of hurdles, a lot of adjustments I had to make, um, but I think my best, my best attribute from that was I was at an age where I was still completely fearless, and I just took the risks, and because I did it at that age, um, I always relate this to children. So I say, you know, children will jump off the couch and they'll do a somersault and they're just fearless, right? And if everyone in business were to do that, um, you know, take calculated risk, but take risk and just start, um, then we would have a lot more entrepreneurs popping up everywhere. So that was always my, my biggest advice to people is to, you know, just take the jump, take the leap, just start. Um, and that's how I got into it. And then I sold everything off. I started coaching, speaking. Um, I do have other companies that are uh, in Canada as well. So I buy companies, buy real estate. Um, and that's where I'm at. Wow. So yeah. when, when, when you made that decision to jump into it and, yeah. and start all these businesses and uh, get into entrepreneurship, what was the, the very first hurdle that you kind of had to face before actually making that decision? Um, 
like right in the beginning when yeah. I right started. I think so for me, I, I, I got, I came from a very successful family, but we had a, we had a rule that when I turned 18, I got financially cut off. So, um, that was the rule I had to now go out and, and my parents are self-made as well. So they came from nothing. I'm originally from England. Um, so we moved here with two kids, four suitcases and $400. We didn't have anything. Um, and I watched them build everything and the sacrifices they made and, and the decisions they made for their success. And so for me, when they, when they threw that card at me, um, I was a little bit of a spoiled brat and said, screw you. Like the first thing that was the first thing out of my mouth. Um, but I quickly realized that, Hey, you know, they're doing this because they want me to succeed and they want, it's almost this big test to see what you're going to do. Um, and I very much took their words to heart and they said, you can't come home. You can't this, you can't that. Um, and I think obviously before I had jumped into the, to the store, I had, um, been working and I was in school and, you know, it just kind of clicked one moment. And I said, do I want to be, you know, bartending and then getting a corporate job from school and, you know, is that what I really want? Or do I want the lifestyle I grew up on? And, um, I knew no one was going to do it for me. So I just went for it. And, you know, no one could have said, you know, you told me back then a farmer's booth was going to turn into what it turned into it. No one could have told me that, but, um, one thing no one ever took from me was my work ethic. So I just, just kept going, kept scaling and, and kept building as much as I could in. And, and I think for me, it was the fear of maybe back then it was the fear of failure to my family. You know, I, I think I held that weight on my shoulders a little bit. And I think that's what really pushed me for the decision to just go out there and do it and do it by myself. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. Now, yeah. during that time when people are usually studying for exams and just thinking about, oh, we're, we're going to go have fun or what movies to watch. Now, yeah. I'm sure that was pretty difficult for you to go, no, nope, I'm going to be focused on this. Not only am I going to be like focusing on my studies, but I also have to be building this, this whole empire. Now, yeah. how did you deal with like the friends and all that, all those distractions? How did you deal with that? Yeah, so that, that's one thing I talk about a lot, and it's sacrifice. And, and that's why I say it doesn't matter that I do it at 23 or you do it at 50. or you, Whenever you do it in your age, um, there's different levels of sacrifice. So for me at that age, um, it did require me to sacrifice, you know, not going out with my friends every five minutes, not going to the bars when you turn 19 in Canada. You know, it, it did require that level of sacrifice. And absolutely, was there a pull? And did I feel like I was missing out on things in life? Of course. I mean, I, I knew, you know, my path was going to look a lot different. But um, I think I just decided that that was, that was what I wanted. And when I started seeing results, it made it all worth it in the end. It didn't matter you know, I could make, let's say my first weekend, I made a thousand dollars, right? Well, that's a thousand dollars that no one, no one around me was making. It, it, once you start to see those results, it, it becomes worth it. And all that hard work you're putting in becomes worth it. Now, do I talk to any of the people that I was friends with at 19? No, like I think I talked to one person still. So, you know, people come and go out of your life for a reason. And, and you realize that there's people out there that are similar to you, have the same work ethic, drive, ambition, and that's what you have to surround yourself with at the end of the day. So um, I think that in the moment when you are 19 or 20, you think these people are gonna be around you forever. Um, and I always did hang out with people older than me. Um, my sister's older than me, so I'd always hang out with her friends. I actually got bullied in high school, so it's not like I really had this great group of friends. Um, so maybe it was a little easier for me, but um, I think I just saw the, the end of the road and and whether I couldn't have said it was going to turn into a multi-million dollar business there's no way I could have seen that 
Um, but I knew it was my success. It was my path. So I just, you know, stuck to my roots and kept going with it and it worked out. <laughs> right. I, I'm sure you had that one moment in your life where you go, I, where you get to say, I told you so. And it probably felt very, very good when you were able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, so one of my questions is usually how do you face challenges? How do you overcome those challenges? But to put a little spin to it, as an entrepreneur and you've done so much uh, different things, what, is there one particular story, one particular, particular case where you learned a huge lesson and you have to overcome a big challenge to go through it? Um, yeah, I think honestly it was when I exited vaping. So um, as a lot of you probably knew, there, there came some, some bad publicity about vaping, some good publicity about vaping. And what I had quickly realized was I either need to sell and I need to sell quickly. Um, the other thing was we didn't know what the laws were going to do. So this is, this is probably the one story as an entrepreneur where I'm so proud of myself um, because I was in love with that business. As much as I looked at it and it was a thriving business and, you know, I said, whatever happens, happens. It, it wasn't. It was very much my baby. It was the first thing I had built. Um, I had removed my, I did all the, the right entrepreneurial things, but I had this emotional tie to it because it was my first kind of thing I had grown for myself. So um, when I had to decide that, it, it was probably the hardest decision I ever had to make because I could have either rode out the way for a few more years, not knowing what was going to happen to the, um, the laws, um, you know, what was going to get put in place. It ended up all being okay. Um, but I also used to sell CBD. And when I added CBD in, my sales grew um, massively. And once again, then Canada legalized um, medical marijuana. So CBD was in that, in that uh, law. So everything kind of worked out for me, but having to make that decision of, okay, you strategically need to start selling everything off or you need to ride the wave. And I think if I really didn't disconnect the emotion there, because I was so in love with everything I was doing, I was helping people. Um, if I didn't have that connection, I, I would have still been in it and maybe in it to this day, not as profitable, not as, um, you know, happy. Like I think I chose the perfect timing to get out. Um, and even people in the industry have come up to me and said, you know, you sold at the perfect time and, and you were able to make that decision. So I always look back on that. And so far that is the, the best decision I've made in entrepreneurism, hands down, um, was to just remove myself, disconnect emotionally and say, this is a business, it's time to exit and go do something new. So, yeah. And, and that's something new is you also do executive uh, business coaching. Yep. And as a business coach, uh, how have you... How you, how you transitioned to that? Have you seen that a lot of your own life lessons was something that you can help other, uh, other businesses and other industries uh, survive or succeed at greater lengths? Yeah, yeah. I think um, when I decided to be a business, what I realized was I was helping people and I was coaching them anyways. Um, and, and it's kind of funny is, is everything I think was common knowledge. And, and a lot of coaches will say this as well. Everything we think is common knowledge is not common knowledge to someone else. I think everyone could be a coach in a specific niche if you have enough knowledge on it. Um, so for myself, it was taking a step back and saying, okay, you know, some people need help with growing and scaling. Some people just don't know how to exit. Um, some people just need to work through their fears and their, their emotional blocks. Um, because something's holding them back and they're not, you know, producing at hundred percent. So the second I kind of realized that my skills and knowledge were not common knowledge to the rest of the world, 
Um, I really get fulfillment in helping other people. That is something that um, I think I will always coach. I, I do it on the side to running everything else, obviously, because that takes up a lot of my time. But it is the most fulfilling job I have out of all of them. You know, to see someone's success story, to see, you know, something they're not seeing, helping them through that um, is the best feeling in the world. So I love my clients. I love everyone I work with. Um, they're, they're getting the results, which is, which is making me happy as a coach. And, and yeah. Now from the other side of things, have, do you have your own coach and how has that changed the way you've done your business? Yeah. So I do have my own coach. Um, JT is my coach as well. Um, fantastic. Honestly, I, I've had coaches in the past. And one thing that I've always said with coaching is I thought coaching wasn't for me. And the reason I'll say that is because I can dance a lot, dance around a lot of people. Um, I can see a lot of things coming. So if you're trying to take me down an avenue in coaching and I, I can already see it coming, I don't think that's, that's good coaching. Um, and I think what I had realized was I was a little bit higher than what I thought I was. The second I was being coached by someone that obviously is, is above me, um, it was a completely different atmosphere. And I also have like zero excuses, zero BS. Um, with my clients. So I actually reciprocate well to that, you know, tell me what I'm doing wrong, tell me how to fix it. Um, because I genuinely believe there's always something you can work on. Um, so I actually love that, you know, kind of hardcore, sharp tone, you know, tell me, and then we're not spending 20 minutes dancing around and coaching. So I think when I was introduced to JT and that whole organization, um, that had helped a lot and, and had got me through some breakthroughs for sure. Great. Now, during this time, a lot of people are starting to learn new things. They have a lot of time on their hands for some reason, and they're just trying to sharpen that ax, learn something new, apply something new. Now, if people want to jump into business or they want to jump into real estate, now I know you also do real estate as well, and you also do speaking. Between business, real estate, speaking, coaching, what would you recommend people to do first? What's the first thing that they can go in and try out and see if that's right for them from a uh, creating a second income point of view? Um, so I would say, uh, first of all, it's going to depend on your skill set. So if you're someone that's in corporate, for example, and you have a marketing corporate position, and you don't know if you're going to have your job tomorrow, I think that you should start building a business around social media marketing or, you know, different streams of revenue you could be bringing in. Um, as a general consensus, real estate. I don't think you can go wrong with real estate. Um, I think that if you know the basics and the fundamentals, you're safe. Um, and if you have someone coaching you on that, I think that that's incredible because then you're skipping some steps and not only skipping steps, you're saving money. Um, me and you both know that when you go in and you purchase a property, there are things you need to look for. There's certain costs you need to look for. Um, and if you don't know those things, then, then having a coach in that industry is going to help you for sure. Um, but I think generally you could, you could Google 10 things, you could buy a property, and I still feel you'd be safe because I, it's real estate is one of the safest investments, right? So um, as a general consensus, I would say real estate. But, but as, you know, individual cases, I mean, so many people could be pivoting and bringing up new ideas. Um, you could start a new business. A lot of these businesses, you could start, everything's going online. So it's not like you're going to have a lot of overhead. Um, I did give the marketing example. You could start a um, marketing agency online, even though you have a corporate position. Um, just start that second stream of revenue because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to be valuable to your company when you go back. Um, and that's nothing personally to you. It's just there's cuts coming and you want to be prepared. So I think you should have your hands in as many jars as you can. 
um, with your skill sets and then start to think of skill sets that combine. I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs, I know a lot of people even in corporate jobs, the one thing they'll have is real estate. So that's the one thing you can add on no matter what um, is going to generate a second stream. And if you're, if you're worried about it or confused about it, number one, do some research and number two, find a coach. Um, me and you will both agree that if you have a coach, it's a shortcut to success in any industry you're in. So um, yeah, that would be my two. Awesome. Now for, for somebody who's so successful at such a young age, how do you keep motivated? How do you still have that energy to go out there and pursue more and create more and, and build, build, build? Um, I think I'm just relentless. So I just don't give up. I think I, I've had so many challenges, so many hurdles in life. Um, I really don't take my life for granted at all. Um, I've had health issues. I've had a lot of things happen to me. And, and so I think there's just a switch in me and it's, I don't think you could ever turn it off in which I am just relentless to every single day, wake up, find a way to make money in a different stream, find a way to make what I have better. Um, it's just who I am. And, and I think that's where the age thing comes in because I've done that from the get go. It's almost, I am wired this way. There is no off switch for me. Um, and, and sometimes that's hard to relate to people. You know, I, there isn't a day where I'm not motivated to get up and start working. I've never felt like that. I don't know what it's like. Um, there are days when, yeah, okay, I've, I've, let's say I'm sick or something like that, but you won't see me stop. Like I've got my laptop in my bed. I'm doing everything I can. And I think that's just me wired that way. Um, and I just know what I want. So it's, it's just getting up every day and, and looking for it. But um, I guess the thing to say is, is I, I will evaluate what I want when I want it um, as years go on. So I do always have that one thing to be working towards. Um, I'm sure that kicks in with a little bit of the fire, but for me very much, it's just wired this way. So, yeah. So you mentioned that one thing that you're working towards. So what is that big one thing that you're working towards right now? Um, I think I'm really, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, um, how do I say this? Um, there are some things I'm working on that obviously I can't talk about um that are already in the works which is great and, and i have been wanting to do those for a while um which i'm really happy about but i think that the overall purpose is i just want to help other people and touch more people's lives um, and that's where i say coaching is something i do on the side but it very much impacts me in a completely different way and i think a lot of people say more money more problems and it's not even that it's more money you know you reach this level where it doesn't matter anymore. And I just want to make impact. Um, and the more people I can help, the more lives I can touch, that's what makes me happiest. So, I mean, the entrepreneur still kicks in and I still do my business and, and do what I need to do in deals and things like that. But for me, I think that the long term is, is impact as many people as I can with my story and, and, and everything I've been through and, and helping them get through what they need to get through to be successful. Because I do think it takes like a certain level of, of personal development. I think it takes a certain level of, you know, awareness and sacrifice. And, and yep. some people just need that little bit of reality check, a little bit of wake up call. And the second you give it to them, I think they're unstoppable. So, um, yeah, I think for me, it's going to be impact, impacting as many people as I can. Awesome. Now, before we get to the, this uh, rapid fire round, uh, one more thing is you have your, the world's your stage right now. In the next two sentences is your message to the entire world. What message would that be? 
wake up every single day doing exactly what you want to do on this earth and do not waver from it. No matter if success means something different to everyone, no matter if that means you are taking care of your babies at home and being the best mom you can in the world, or you're out there fighting every single day to be a serial entrepreneur, whatever it is, do not let one day go for granted. Awesome. So now we're going to move on to our five quick questions. Uh, very, so these are just rapid fire for you to just answer for people to get to know you a little bit better. All right. So the yeah. very first, first question is, if you were an Olympian okay. and you were able to win the gold medal in one event, what event would that be? Volleyball. Awesome. Do you play? Yeah. You still play? Yeah. Awesome. Going to have to watch you play sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next, que next question. You have the chance to go up on stage and perform. What would you be performing? Um, go up on stage and perform. What would I want to perform? I'd want to talk to people about getting out of their ruts, getting over those fears, mm -hmm. you know, pushing through. That's what I would want to perform. It would be a talk, but that's what I want to help people most with. Next question is, if you, want, if you were to relate yourself to one Avenger character, which Avenger would that be? Hulk. Awesome. <laughs> what vehicle represents you the best? Or mode of transportation? I don't know. I still don't know. Is it a motorcycle? A, a jet. The fastest jet you find. Awesome. Very good. <laughs> I, I kind of guessed that one when I was getting there. So, and, and then the last question is, as an entrepreneur, we're always put, put into situations to think fast on our feet. Okay? So I'm going to ask you the question, what is success like? But there are some random items on these cards, and we're just going to randomly choose one, and you're going to say success is like that. Success is like, and then okay? what's on the so, card. Yeah. So give me a number between one to 10. Four. Four. One, two, three, four. So electric blanket. Okay, success is like an electric blanket. Electric blankets are there in times of need. You can need an electric blanket when your hydro goes out. And the only way to get your electric blanket to start working again is to find the problem of the electricity. And all problems need to be solved in order to be successful. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much. That was a lot of fun. And uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to connect with you? Best way to connect with me is on social media. So on Facebook, you can find me. It's Katie, K-A-Y, uh, Katie K. And on Instagram, it's Katie Kapalis, K-E-F. ALIS, and then I will redirect you from there for what you're needing. Awesome. Thank you very much. So, success is like an electric blanket because you have to solve things to be warm and feel successful and all that great stuff. So, thank you very much for your time and your wisdom and your stories. I'm sure a lot of people have learned a lot from you and they'll, yeah. they'll reach out when they need to. So, thank you very much for your time again. Remember, Thank you, everybody, for watching this show. And uh, until next time, today is the day to unlock your peak potential. We'll talk to you in the soon. Thanks. <laughs>